This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Suicide Supporting the Aftermath is proudly brought to you with funding supplied by the Lions Club of Napier Host. Tell me what does it look like in heaven? Ulysses Radio Kidnap is the voice of Hawks Bay. This is the program called Suicide Supporting the Aftermath. And it's my pleasure, as always, to have in the studio Warren Brown from Starless. How are you going, Warren? I'm going really well, thanks, Ken. Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, good to see you. And hard to believe that uh, another 12 month has flown by. Really, when you consider all the doom and gloom we've been surrounded by, you think it would have dragged on, but... I, th- I guess you get to a certain age, it's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, you, you and I know about that. <laughs> That's but, right. But yeah, you're right. It, it's, the thing about that, I think, it's, you know, it's because there is so much going on that you just lose track of you know, track of time and where you yeah, are. Absolutely. All right, and what's been happening? Well, before we get to what's been happening, uh, just to remind our listeners, we want to get hold of someone from Staris or your good self. How do we do that? Yeah, sure, there's a couple of ways. You can call me on 027-286-4071, my colleague Sandra on 027-684-3033, or look us up on our website, staros.org.nz, and we've got a Facebook page as well, which our contact details are there. Absolutely right. Now, you want to tell us a little bit about an expo that you went to last week? Yeah, sure. It was was titled uh, Mental Health Awareness Expo, actually. It was put together by... Young lady who's a youth coordinator for Hastings District Council, mm-hmm. named Tanisha Gill. And originally it was meant to be for Mental Health Awareness Week, which was the start of October. But for some reason, that something's happened lately. You know, it got, you know, yes. as events do, they get pushed yes. off and postponed and stuff like that. And Tanisha had to postpone it twice, actually, but she really wanted to get it done before Christmas. Because it's important, mm-hmm. and so she pushed ahead with it, and yeah, so we had had it last week, and it was over four days. Um, they had different services there for with tables. You know, we had a table there mm-hmm. uh, for the four days, uh, and then on two of, on the Tuesday and the Thursday nights, had people speak about different things, and they had a couple of workshops as well. So, anyone who attended that meeting, what would they have come away with? Oh, if they didn't, for, for example, if they didn't know about us, they know about us yes, now, indeed. which is great. Um, I mean, the thing about any of those things, especially the workshops, I, I facilitated one of the workshops on a Thursday night. And the thing about that is that as much as I could be talking, it it opens up the space for people to talk as well, yes. which, which is extremely important. Mm. I mean, we've talked about this many times, but... I mean, for us, storytelling is a is a great tool that we all have, and, mm. and just being able to share our story with people is, you know, it's really help can be helpful for others. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose because you know you've walked the walk, that once people hear you tell your story, uh, it almost gives them a free license to let it all go and tell their story. Well, it did exactly that. Yeah, it was, um, I. I, I I said my, a, a bit about my piece, and I, I talked about um, managing the loss mm-hmm. and and navigating the, what would I call the grief road. Yes. And so I spoke for a little bit, and then just 
it sort of just opens the door really for people just to start telling us about or telling me about their stories and it's yeah it's it's helpful because for a lot of the time people are hanging on to that stuff and and they don't tell anyone and that's a great segue into christmas i mean uh, here we are christmas is just around the corner and most people are looking forward to it and and, and i guess you are as well Um, but also it must be uh, an unsettling time for someone who is had a relation, particularly a close relation, like you, your son took his life, that coming up to Christmas time, it must put you back in a bit of a hole, does it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and and you're right. I mean, I mean, I the, those special times, you know, anniversaries mm-hmm. and, you know, special events like Christmas and stuff like that, for a lot of people it's their first. Yeah. And it's it's a difficult time, you know, for the mere fact that they've lost somebody, and people then start, you know, worrying about themselves without any input from anyone else mm. about how am I going to manage this? Yes, you know, what are we going to do? Because you know, my son's not there, you know, this mm. Christmas, you know, and the Christmases of the past. What did we do? And we can't do that now. No. All that sort of stuff is. It, it it makes it really hard, and you know, with the majority of people, you know, looking at it as a festive, joyous occasion, it's not the same to be said for everyone. That's for sure. No. No, I know that when my own father died, and he he died of uh, he died from cancer, and he died. Did he die just before Christmas? How awful that I can't remember, but it was some years ago. And from the day that he died, my mother never celebrated Christmas again. She never got the tree up, and I you know I remember prior to my father dying, that when he walked into the house, it was festive everywhere. There was Christmas cards hanging on the wall. There was Christmas trees here, Christmas trees there. There was ornaments that looked like you're going into a Santa's grotto. Yep. Um, and she never came right. And you know, and, and I have to put it down to she's still grieving for my father. Um, is that what happened with you? And Sue took his life? Did the celebration of Christmas and those special events that drop to the bottom of the pile for you or did you try and try and do something for normality's sake i mean initially yeah i i didn't give a toss about christmas mm. but the other side of that is is my wife is right into christmas yeah and when i eventually come around to thinking well it's it's not all about me no, of course. <laughs> yes that's right and, you know yes. i mean she really enjoys it so yeah, I play a part in that now. And it, sure, it, it's not the same. How can it be the same? It can never be the same. But you were talking about um, your parents, and my mum's exactly the same. Mm. When when Dad passed away, ever since then, she yeah. just doesn't care. Doesn't bother. No. What do you say when people say, look, it's been a while, and, you, know, you need to bring those <laughs> things back into your life because you mentioned a bit earlier, you know, you've got your life to live. But, you know, is living your life getting back to what, shall we say, the average person might say is normal? Can you ever get back to normal, Warren? Oh, I, I, I tend to look at it. Like, I, I always say to people that I think that the light on me, the light inside no longer burns as bright, mm. put, it, put it that way. I mean, life is still carrying on and things still happen, like your Christmas and Easter and all those sort of holidays and that. They still happen whether 
you want them to or yes, not. Yes, indeed. Uh, but I've, I've, for me, I've I've found that it helps me to be part of it. And like we said before, I mean, Stu, for me, is a is still very much a part of my life yep. and my family. And so he's he, he's still involved in, in in what I do and what we do as a family. So, but and that's a positive for me. Yeah. And and I look at that as a positive, and because I spent so much time dwelling on that negative. Yes. And I, and it wasn't doing me the world of good. Do you ever think? Oh well, look, Stu would say, "Come on, Warren, pull your socks up, get on with the buddy," because I mean, you knew Stu probably better than anyone. Is that what he would have said, or? And would it make any difference to you thinking what he would have said to you? Come on, Dad, get your act together. Come on, you've got to yeah. think about everyone else, buddy. I mean, that, that, that's really difficult to think of at the time. Yes, I mean, you are. It's it's, it's a dreadful thing to have to mm. have to manage. I mean, you, it's like, like with your dad. Mm. I mean, it's 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 still a grief. We still have to manage that grief. Mm-hmm. We still go through grief, forever. How long it takes, and I mean, for me, I know that. That grief through suicide will always be there, yeah. and it's and you know in different measures, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose we call it. Yeah. Do you ever have to compromise your own feelings for those around you? Oh yeah, but but I can still I can have it both ways. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I do enjoy what my wife does around the house. I do mm. enjoy how end of November, start of December. It, yeah. It all comes out and, and away she goes. And, and it's good because even for her, that took a, a, a step backwards for a few years when her mum passed away. Mm. The same thing. Yes. She, she couldn't be bothered with it. And isn't that really a natural thing? You know, oh, we'd, absolutely, we'd, absolutely, yeah. Because grief is, can be all-consuming and overpowering and take, mm. take over everything until we find that ability ourselves to manage it better. Yeah. I suppose many people might look at that as a problem in itself, that the grief does take over. In some cases, it takes over completely, doesn't it? Well, it can do. But that's, that's where we need to be, you know, have that support. Whether, yeah. whether we reach out for support or those around us can see that maybe we're not as sparkly or bright as we mm. used to be and, and start reaching in for us and asking us, you know, how are we doing? You know, is it, I notice you haven't been yourself lately. Is is there anything we can talk about? Yeah. Can you get that support from your friends or do you need to seek professional help? Oh, pff, everyone's different. I mean, I've, I've, I've always been one that, you know, this this stuff is, uh, what what we can give each other is free. Mm. I mean, sure, some people may find counselling or, you know, those those means beneficial. Good on them. Go for it. Please go for it. But a lot of us have the opportunity to help just by being ourselves and and just by being a friend, uh, a family member or whatever. We, we all have that opportunity to, to help each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think you've spent, what, 12 Christmases since uh, Stu... Uh, took his life and I wonder in those 12 years and you walk the walk what would be some of your top tips that you might give to someone who either one 
has had a long journey like you have, or two might be just uh, this might be their first time. How should how would you what would you suggest to them that might make them or help them get through these very well, probably are awful times for them? Yeah, there's a, a couple of things. Yeah, I mean initially, you know, those first ones. It's I say the greatest thing that you can do is is look after yourself. Mm. Try to look after yourself because everything else around you is going to happen anyway, and carry on doing its stuff. But if if you got you know if you for some reason you get caught up on all that sort of stuff and you forget about you mm. then it's gonna it's gonna come back at you and it's gonna bite you big time so. so how did you do that how did you look after yourself in the early days oh well that's interesting because the the, the first two or three years I, I don't actually remember much mm, well yeah it's it it's still a it was still a fog mm-hmm. i mean it, i uh at this expo last week i I put out something that I've been it's my Facebook post for the last or since year five I think it is. Mm. So every year around Stu's anniversary I'll I'll write something and post it on Facebook about how I'm feeling and and what he means to me and all mm. that sort of thing. Um, but it it took me to year five because before that I internalised everything. Mm, yeah. And I didn't want to didn't want to talk about stuff and I didn't want anyone else to know about it. Was that easy to do, internalise it? Well, it was just how it was. Yeah, I mean, from from how I was brought up, I suppose. From, mm, yeah, you know, that you did, right, you yeah. did that stuff, and that's that's how you were brought up. You hung on to your feelings. That's you, what guys do. You try to work it out yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, so five years later, how did you start looking after yourself once you realised, hey, this is not a good thing? So five years later, what happened? Well, I, I suppose uh, just being able to to offload that. I suppose. Yeah. You know, my thoughts weren't in my head. You know, being able to get those mm. thoughts out of my head onto a medium, you know, initially I'd write them down and say, well, what does that look right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yes. Am I going to make an idiot of myself here? Yeah. But that doesn't matter either. But And then putting it out there. So for me, that helped me. Uh, but, yeah, before then, I, I just, I really struggled. Mm. Struggled with, I, I suppose I went back to that why thing, mm. you know. Yeah. And a lot of it was why me, why him, why? Yeah. And I, cu- I couldn't work it out. No answers. Because No, because I couldn't answer no. it. It was impossible to answer. Yeah. And it still was impossible to answer. Okay, so we sort of lightly touched on how you looked after yourself. How did you, how did you and, I, and I guess most guys think that they are the, you know, the staunch part of the family. Because not only do you have to look after yourself, but I guess you felt that obligation that you had to look after your family as well. So how, how did that happen yeah, and, and and you're right, and and initially for that early time, first couple of years or whatever, my my whole focus was on. I've got three other children, so mm. my whole focus was on making sure that they were okay. Mm. Freaked me out if I didn't hear yeah, from them, like I couldn't get in touch with them. Yeah, we've and we've talked about that, but and just making sure people are right. But while doing that, I wasn't looking after me. No, and and when that happens. You soon, you know, you still find yourself backed into a corner then yeah. because you can't, you can't deal with all that stuff that you've been pushing back. Yeah, yeah. Did people around you see that in you? Oh, 
Well, did you hide it? I mean, did, how, how did your wife react to that? Did your wife see what was going oh, on with you? Know, you know, as well as I do, that our wives know a lot more than, <laughs> yeah, than we think right. they do. But, exactly, you can't um, get away from it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and that was that was part of it anyway. But there came a time where we sat down and and because my life was still starting, well, still was mm. starting to spiral out of control. Mm. Probably drinking too much, alienating my friends. Yep. Things like that, and I thought I was going well, but no, I wasn't. No, and weren't. then you know we sat down and talked about it, and we decided that we needed to change the environment that we lived in, mm. or more importantly, that I lived in, and that's why we moved down here. Actually, did you find you were both coping in similar ways, or did your wife um, approach her uh, well-being in a different manner to you? Yeah, we are different. Um, which is quite common, I guess. Mm, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, what a boring world it would be. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I, my wife's not Stu's mum, even though she was, or she's, you know, very close to Stu. Mm-hmm. But, and so, yeah, she she grieved for Stu as well. But she's not his, and that that is a, mm. a clear difference yes. as well. I mean... He, he's my son, mm-hmm. will always be my son. But uh, you know, when you lose a lose a part of you like that, it's I don't know. It's it's something else, eh? You can't it's explain it, can you? No, you can't. No, absolutely right. All right, so look, we might take a, a bit of a break just to lighten it up a little bit. And uh, I know that because Warren is, is a big fan of Christmas and is a big fan of uh, Snoopy's Christmas. In Snoopy's fact, Christmas. We're going to hear a song called Snoopy's Christmas. Here it is. Thanks very much. Command ignored all of his men and called on. 
You're back on Radio Kidnappers, the voice of Hawks Bay. This is a program called Suicide Support in the Aftermath. And I know that a man of your vast knowledge of music might know that that song we just played, Snoopy's Christmas, uh, performed by the Royal Guardsmen. Um, but they weren't Royal Guardsmen. You know, I, a lot of people I've spoken to think, oh, well, yeah, they're the Queen's Guards. But they were just an American band called the Royal Guardsmen. <laughs> did, I mean, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Initially, I thought, oh, well, it must be the Queen's Band. They've got this great song. But, um, yeah, no, they were just a, an American band. And, wow, what a song that was. Absolutely. And we were just saying what that uh, song was on that. To me, that's an uplifting song, and it puts you in the mood for Christmas, whereas, you know, everyone associates perhaps older people that, you know, we three kings of Orient, you know, wow, how, how slow and boring is that? <laughs> Pardon me if you like that sort of stuff, but uh, you sort of got to cheer yourself up, don't you? <laughs> well, and, and, and thankfully we have moved on, so that, that, that is quite good. Yeah, I'm with you. Yes, yeah. indeed. Okay, look, we've actually only got about three or four minutes to go, so um, we'll maybe just, uh, again, look at, from, from your point of view, uh, how can we help people get through these times, which for most of us will be joyous times, you know, most of us were thinking about uh, our parents not being there, perhaps, or our grandparents. But as we have said many, many times, your parents and your grandparents dying before you, that's a natural part of life. But your children are dying before you for whatever reason, and particularly if they take their own lives, that's a, a cross that no one wants to bear. Absolutely so, not. So, you know, again, um, just give us a brief overview again of you know, how do we cope with these times? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, and, and there's two, a couple of ways I look at it as well. I mean, if you're struggling or you're not really in a good space, then please try and find someone to talk to. Mm. Talking is great. You know, we, we can offload so much. We can, we can say so much and not that many words either. So mm. find someone who wants to listen to you, who will listen to you, yeah. and please, please do that and talk about how things are going for you. I mean, it doesn't have to no. take up everyone's day or anything. Yeah, can, right. I mean, but you can, and for the other side of that, you can you can make a difference by actually listening to somebody. And if they're not reaching out, then try and reach in as well. But for everyone else out there, where Christmas is a fantastic time of the year, and, and it is a good time of mm, year. Absolutely. You know, and, and festivities and that are... are front and centre, just be aware that there are people there who may not be onto it as much as you because of what's happened for them. So it's it's all about taking care of what you say and be aware of, you know, how people may feel or may look. So yeah. This may come across as being a bit crass, but do you think that perhaps people who have been affected by suicide um not need to make an effort, but perhaps they should not be alone on those sort of days, that they should try and reach out to, and it might not be, you know, they might not even have family here, but do you think that they perhaps should reach out to an organisation where they can go and be with other people on Christmas Day? Or would you be just as comfortable you know, staying in your own head, being at home on your own? I mean, there's no perfect answer, I suppose, but... No, there's not, And but... I mean, you can extend that as well. We, you know, nobody should be alone. No. You know, over this time. So, if you know someone who who may be there, don't, I mean, just offer them. You know, even if you go around and have a coffee yeah. with them, or take them out for a walk or something. And time is is nothing, is it? No. You know, you you don't have to, you know, dedicate your life. No. And, yeah, to, they're not moving in with you. No, they're not moving That's in right. with you. Just 
spend some time with someone because that time might be something that they haven't had from from anyone. So exactly. Just just reach out and and just be kind to people. For yeah. goodness' sake. Well said. Now, before I let you get back to whatever you're going to do next, just remind our listeners why we want to talk to someone from Saros. Just remind us how we can get hold of you, and uh, just remind us also about your your rooms that you have now for your meetings. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we've got a we share an office space down in Queen Street East here in Hastings uh, with Acorn Project and Child Cancer. So, if you wander down Queen Street East, you'll you'll see our logo on the front with theirs. Generally, I'm there on a Tuesday and a Friday afternoon. But yeah, if you if you want to touch base with us, you can call me on 027 286 4071. Uh, my colleague Sandra on 027 684 3033. Or have a look on our website and Facebook page. Good on you, Warren. As always, my pleasure. You look after yourself and we'll talk at the same time, same pace next time. For sure. Thanks, Ken. Some nights up in heaven since you arrived Since you arrived Suicide, supporting the aftermath, is proudly brought to you with funding supplied by the Lions Club of Napier Host. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air.